right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up Podcast. Solly here coming to you live from an undisclosed location in a hotel room uh, with my boy, Neil. Hello, Neil. How are you? Good evening, Solly. First pod I've done on the road in a while. Don't have the mic stand, so if I uh, if I fade away, I just yeah, need you to... You have headphones. You can hear yourself. Come just on. let me know if you, if I got to talk into the mic. I got You guys got to stop acting like rookies at this thing. It's been, it's been a long time. We've been doing it a long time. You're professional now. TC You're is right. here calling in from the Kill House. Hello, TC. Guys, any parents out there, I know they feel me. Uh, the end of daylight savings time is they, like I used to think spring forward was bad. Fall back as a parent is far, far, far worse. Kids woke up at 4.30 or 5 this morning. It, it's been an absolute battle. What what I thought we wasn't it outlawed? Is that going into effect next year? No one knows. Everyone thinks they know. They think they have the answer. I don't think it's been decided on yet. KVV said it hasn't been voted on yet. We're gonna figure that out. But what's more important <laughs> is the legendary great. I'm not gonna let you trap draw this thing from the start. You guys always try to trap draw from the start. The legendary great big birthday name is back using ultra premium materials to deliver more speed, easy distance, and more quality golf shots. These are perfect for golfers. With moderate swing speeds, looking for ultra lightweight clubs that offer Callaway's highest launch and forgiveness while delivering unbelievable ball speed. TC, what what's intriguing about the Great Big Bertha Tech from your eyes? Yeah, this is. I think this is a. I think Randy needs to give these a try. He's so I picked up Randy's bag this week. Randy's clubs are so heavy because they're so much longer than everybody else's. <laughs> so he's giving up distance on the spot right then and there. This thing has uh, very very light materials. Uh, this is like. They big in the Asian market, uh, kind of like the XEO kind of killer here. So it's uh, very light materials, all about swing speed, all about high launch kind of. Uh, it's kind of for like, you know, early onset senior players, which sounds kind of like Randy, right? <laughs> kind of sounds like lefty TC as well. Yeah, you know, I would have been a good candidate for those. Generate some speed from the other side of the golf ball. This could be a perfect, perfect fit for you. Editorial note, not included in the copy. That was editorial of TC calling it the XEO killer. That is not uh, part of the ad space <laughs> from Callaway. That was an editorial comment, not included. That's for a all free idea, though. Free ID for all disclaimers. For They're available for pre-order now and officially on sale uh, Friday, November 11th at CallawayGolf.com slash GBB for more info and specs. TC over under about 11 and a half hours spent watching uh, Maya Copa this past week. Oh man, I was grinding. I mean, this is the last time we're going to be able to see it on the PGA tour end of an era, right? Allegedly. I believe it's pretty much mostly confirmed, but uh, listen, we we are, we had an event this past weekend for those that don't know for members of the nest, our membership uh, platform, uh, the NIT, the nest invitational tournament occurs every year around this time in Jacksonville, people from all over the country and other countries even flew in for it for a couple of days of golf at Jack's Beach, celebrating uh, a year of incredible uh, raising incredible efforts, raising a lot of money for charity and a lot of fun playing a lot of different golf events, both organized through our message board, the refuge, uh, as well as, you know, uh, events that we've organized in different places. And it all culminates uh, into that crowning a champion for the year. This is the third year we've done it. Very busy with that this past week and not watching a lot of golf. Going to issue that disclaimer right now. 
I don't feel as bad about it because I went to go check like the PGA Tour socials to like get caught up on what happened today. They're mailing it in too. They're totally not. They, there was like two highlights from Russell Henley's round today. That's all I got for it. I have no idea what happened in the tournament today. Well, I just uh, don't bury the lead. I mean, we, we we tried to get world ranking points for the NIT, number one. Uh, haven't, didn't get back to us on that. But I want to shout out Big Randier. 54, uh, 54 whole event. That's no a cut. 72 hole event. Well, 72 hole leader, everyone plays 54 holes and then there's a cut there. So there is a cut, but 54 yeah. hole shotgun event that everyone plays. In. And it's like 92 and people in the field too. The and difference uh, is people do qualify for it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So anyway, you know, 96, hundred people and uh, we crowned our, our third champion, Mr. Big Randier hailing from the uh, Orlando area. So shout out to him. He's getting to wear the uh, NIT jacket for the next year. Joining Young hitter Lauren Coglin and of course JCO, our guy now in Texas, I believe, but yes, yes. Uh, you know, hailing from the uh, Mississippi State. Very, very popular winner, uh, both within the Kell House and just you know across the field, across the refuge at large. Uh, he does a lot down here in Florida, organizing events, and just just a, a true uh, true gentleman of the game. Uh, so he's. Ed, and yeah, edging out a very what would have been a very unpopular way, <laughs> which is our very own uh, Chris Solly Solomon here. Uh, big, big Randy qualified into the into the championship flight. Uh, I mean, it was a sweepstakes out there. Course looks so good. I think we were due for for some good luck on the weather after uh, last two years. Really, last year was tough. Trevor Hughes, the superintendent, Bruce Moeller, whole staff over at Jack's Beach, just awesome. Hats off, guys. It was it was. It was a dream weekend. And if people want to qualify for this in the future, where can they find out more about the Nest, Neil? Uh, Events.nolayingup.com has all of our event stuff. That'll be updated with 2023 stuff probably end of this month. Uh, and yes, if you want to attend the NIT, if you qualify for it, you become a Nest member. That's at nolayingup.com forward slash join. Uh, and then if you know, we're going to do a Nest pod about all this. So we'll, we'll move on to the pro golf here with Mayakoba. I do want to shout out the sponsor, maybe a new Megacorp in the house world what is it worldwide technology like sick sounds very vague very very, very prestige worldwide prestige worldwide ish there so that's good stuff solid to your point on the on the fall series stuff like you know the tour wants to take the gambling money but then they don't want to do shot tracker or they want to take the gambling money and then they don't want to do pga tour live you know, in the fall. And it's like, guys, like you can't, like you got to make a decision. Are these real tournaments or not? For the right? people that say they don't like the tiered PGA tour system, what would you call this? Huh? There's yeah. no PGA tour live. There's no ESPN plus streaming. There's no shot tracker. There's horrible television windows for it. Uh, there's minimal camera. This is a bottom tier event. Like that's what it is. They got some decent players in it. This is one that, uh, and it's always, for- a, it's always a good, good purse too. And yeah. like a relatively good tournament, it, it, it honestly yeah. seems to be. Of course. Uh, you know, it, yeah. It's not the same level of like Bermuda. Like, I mean, they had Victor Hovland, they got Colin Morikawa, Scotty Scheffler. They had some really good players this past week. And it's, uh, you know, a relatively strong quality win. I think we're, we're going to have a Hovland question here in a little bit that it's kind of a bit of a, a, a gap in the Hovland resume that this is like the event that he cleans up at in terms of he's racking up PGA Tour wins here. We'd like to see him do it in a, in a little bit stronger fields. But for a fall series event, this is slightly above the line, I would say, in terms of, you know, if we divided him in half. Which is staggering. Like, that's a staggering thought that this past weekend. And then, like, I mean, next week, looking at the TV windows, it's on 1 to 4 p.m. Thursday through Sunday for Houston. It's like... Uh, all right, we're going to get 12 hour. Like, what's the point of having a tournament? <laughs> it's just, 
I guess people well, bizarre. Be paying for it. I don't know how. So but. I would say shout out to, to Russ Henley. Uh, but things that jump out to me kind of, you know, going down the leaderboard. Uh, it, this is like the all anonymous, the, the all, all anonymous all stars of like, these are the guys on the leaderboard that could walk into any airport or restaurant. They've made millions of dollars. They're top tier tour players and nobody would know who they are. Russell Henley, Brian Harmon. Scotty Scheffler. I feel like of all the top 10 guys, Scheffler's probably the one that could still get away with just not getting recognized at an airport. Troy Merritt, Joel the, Damon. The like pastor. These, like these guys are all like perennial top 10, top 20 guys, multiple wins. And just if, like, I think that's a strong leaderboard as someone who watches a lot of golf. I was like, oh man, that's a pretty stacked board right there. But when I think about like anybody that doesn't watch golf, like they, they have no idea who these guys are. They're just, you know, it's just it was a kind of a funny funny leaderboard to me in that way uh and the second thing i'll say is probably not our favorite tournament not something that we were you know itching to watch like on the plane when there's a red zone option so shout out to american they for had, that. That they had nice. red zone they had red yeah, zone on american Americans airlines incredible. i would right, say it was pretty sweet but then it went out shout out to american that's i've never seen it was red sweet, zone on an but if you change channels it took like 10 minutes to get back into the platform so <laughs> oh, i'm sorry at thirty-five thousand feet was it slightly difficult to watch yeah it could have been a little bit commercial easier. free football action but that was the red zone was sweet uh i want to say mayakoba has uh, maybe the coolest trophy in in the, the chameleon the chameleon on on the wood platform i mean that that deserves a shout out so sanderson you know, people are going to be good all up in your ass well, okay, that. so we'll call it a top five trophy. You know, I don't, I don't know. We may, we may have to do a power ranking of trophies, but this, this, I don't know, this multicolored uh, reptile that Henley's holding up is, is, uh, you know, a good picture with no context of like, what is this a pro golf tournament? What are we doing here? Like, that's good stuff. TC, can you help me place Henley's career? Because I think we've oh. we've said this in the past. I, I honestly have done stunned. this like three times. Before. I think we have, and I still can't figure it out. I was stunned to learn that he hadn't won since 2017. Because I feel like he, I feel like he clips off a, a you know, or as, as Cat would say, clicks off an event here and there almost annually. He is truly one of the best iron players on tour. Like his iron improvement from 2018, uh, basically from 19 into 20, he's become one of the best iron players on tour. Yet never feels like a threat in major championships, never feels like a threat in big events. He's just like the king of like middle tier events. I, I really struggle to place it because he seems like an incredibly solid golfer and I don't know where his game would go wrong, but it seems like he is limited to not even the small tier events, but just like he's truly medium tier. It's 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 like his major records incredible because he's never he's never had a top 10 in a major out of 32 events. Uh, he has nine top 25s, though. Like, he has top 20s in, I think, all the majors. Uh, so it's not like he's no-showing them. And he's just, he's winning, like, it's not feast or famine. Like, he won twice, you know, he won once 2013, won once 2014, won in 2017. This was his first win in five years. But it's not like he went dormant for five years. He was, like, he had a pretty good run. I mean, it's kind of like... speaking of dormant... Yeah. He literally wins on Bermuda, if I'm looking at it. Sony Open in Hawaii, Honda Classic, Shell Houston Open. Was this Bermuda? Oh, is this past Palom? I, I think be. it, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it might be like a tropical kind of Anyways. season grass. But a little bit like Brian Harmon's game. Uh, I thought he was kind of a fitting runner-up as well, where Harmon just, you know, they don't really finish outside the top 100 on the PGA Tour. They're they're not going to bust down the door into the top 30 in the world. Um they're just like consistently like 50th to 130th in the world and you know do not run the risk of losing their card or 
They're just human ATM machines that can walk through an airport and not be recognized, which is yeah, kind of the dream, I, right? I think we've talked about this in the past of like a, a great example of like, man, I would love that guy's career. Like you don't have to deal with the uh, yeah the fame issues, but you're also like your job security year to year. Like I don't think he's ever – I think I, I don't think you're giving Henley enough credit. I feel like he's always in the like top 70. You know, like he's yeah. never, I, I feel like we went through this a year or two ago. He's never been at risk of losing his card. No. Right. He's just, he's just like so solid making millions of dollars, but like, Hey man, I can just leave, lead a normal life. Kind of, kind of has the cheat code a little bit. Career earnings for Russell Henley. Let's play $24 million. I was going to be in that 18 to 20 range. Eight, uh, I'll say, I'll say 20 million. You might be spot on TC. He was 22.4 before this event. I assume this was about a 1.5. Uh, win something maybe 1.4 1.3 something like that so just under 24 million if that's the case so. I promise I wasn't cheating <laughs> I believe you I, if, if you're cheating on Russell Henley uh, career <laughs> earnings then we have a lot more we need to discuss what's interesting is when he came out on tour he was a really good putter and honestly since 2019 he's actually like regressed in putting and kind of been a negative uh, putter but another great feature on data golf site is you can go and uh, check out their skill profiles and you can go and click and like see what their best year is. And I always enjoy like, just being that kind of surprise. You, you go back and you'll forget like, oh shit, I forgot how good Ricky's 20 whatever year was. Russell Henley's best year, 2022. That was his best profile. R way above average in driving accuracy approach and around the green. Below average in driving distance and in putting. And maybe that's the answer to the major championship question, right? If he doesn't drive it that far and doesn't putt it that great, then uh, maybe that is what doesn't let him uh, compete at uh, in, in the biggest tournaments. But. But, I mean, it's wild, like just going through. So he, he he's his rookie year on tour was 2013 before they went to the wraparound schedule. Uh, he finished 44th, uh, and then he's never finished outside the top 100 in the FedEx Cup. He's finished in 2017, 2018, he finished 96th. He's finished 87th twice, and other than that, he's never finished worse than 63rd. Which is a lot like Brian Harmon's. Brian Harmon has never his first year out on tour was 2012. He's never once finished outside the uh, 94th is the lowest he's ever finished, and really he's only finished outside the top 60 like once or twice. I'd love to see a list of just let's if somebody wants to put this together, it definitely will not be me. Of name every guy starting with Russell Henley once he made it to tour to the tour. Name every guy who has kept their card uh, for that long. Kevin Na, right? You'd be yeah, Na. You'd be just you would be surprised though how small that list might yeah, be. Yeah, like, like really, really would. Massively impressive. I think uh, career earnings for Brian Harmon. I would say I'm gonna go with 18, 18 million. I think he's like, I think he's like 28. He before the, before this week he was 24.83. Okay. So he's probably Jesus, up in the in 25s now. <laughs> so much money. And that's just official earnings. <laughs> I, I couldn't. I, there's a live joke work processing in there, but we're going to kind of try to keep it live free. I think this week <laughs> we're really, we really are going to try, but uh, Solly, we got to have, we got to mention Seamus power. Of course. Stays very uh, hot. Stays hot. Uh, really impressive performance there. I think we also have to mention Troy Merritt's outfit. Uh, I looked over at this, the TV screen on I think either Thursday or Friday, he was wearing uh, one of the most egregious things I've ever seen. All black shoes. No, it was a, it was like an all navy outfit, solid like you know, tuck it. Uh, but uh, it was it was like all navy. But then he had like a he had neon like these neon shoulder stripes, and then a matching neon like yellow green belt. 
It was unbelievable. I would never do that. I would never disrespect the blout fit uh, <laughs> in, in such a way. All right. I, I wear the blout fit with great pride. Um, and almost brought me home the NIT. I, I had to come from behind from way back wearing the blouse. I would probably fit. say Troy Merritt is top of the list of worst dressed. He, I mean, Hideki but like, is also seems to be trying horrible threads too. He seems to be trying to be the worst dressed though. It, it is. Like but, well, yeah. and now Le- Leash is gone, but Leashman also with the Izod stuff was among the worst we've seen as well. But but Leash is, was just totally. He was totally apathetic. Yeah. Leash so you're saying that Mer- Merritt's like putting some effort into it. Brian Strebber, Gay. Strebber's up there too. Brian yeah. Gay's up there as well. <laughs> they did just actually putting in a little bit of effort into looking horrific on the golf course. But yeah. This might be a yeah. This might be a good topic one for the future. We might have named everyone. But truly worst dressed. <laughs> send us your a, recommendations uh, in the in the reply yeah. to the tweet for this pod. Send us your recommendations for worst dressed golfer. We had a five way tie for third place between Scotty Scheffler, who uh, just final round 62, showing some signs of life. Uh, I wanted to ask you guys, any uh, are you buying or selling on Scheffler for 2023? I'm holding at the current price. Uh, I think the price has come down since the ridiculous run. It was inevitable. Like it, Nobody sustains that run of golf for more than three to six months, except for, uh, except for the cat, really. Um, so that was inevitable. It's kind of like a, a kind of like a Rom like come down when Rom was dominating the world. He wasn't racking up nearly as many wins uh, as as Scheffler did, but there's just going to be a come down into like this top five player, but not like runaway number one player in the world. So I think I think he maintains that, and probably we probably will sit here next year at this time and ask questions of like, hey, kind of disappointing season for Scotty Scheffler, kind of like we're doing with Morikawa. And in reality, it's just probably closer to the reality than, you know, sustaining top level, top level golf. You know, Rory's talked about it's hard to stay number one. It's like way harder to stay number one than it is to get to number one. So we've I hate like I seriously hate like somewhat being a veteran at this now. I want to get overhyped and say he's going to win 10 majors like we all did with Rory and Spieth like eight years ago. But kind of seen it enough times now to know like, yeah, it's it's a cycle. It's just yeah. wild to see, like, like compare him to say Victor Hovland, and like Victor Hovland would need to like quintuple his career output to even be sniffing Scotty Scheffler at this point. Well, it's cool to see him show up in a, you know, I guess we'd call it a second tier event and 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 play well. Scheffler normally just shows up in the biggest events of the year, whether it's majors or, you know, winning waste management or match play. So, um, I, I just the numbers, the smart money would say like you're selling because it's a ferocious pace that nobody else has been able to keep up. So why is it going to be him? You know, there's nothing, there's nothing about his game. That's like, Oh my God, that guy's the best at X. He's like the best at just, I I would maybe put him in like the, the all hands crew of like around, like his touch around the greens has always been really, really uh, impressive to me, but like the, and I love watching his swing, but there's nothing where, like, with Rom, like, every time, and Rory, like, the way they hit the driver, it's just like, good God, man. Like, golf must be very, very easy. You know, I, I wish I knew what it was like to hit the ball that straight and that far. I don't feel that way with Scheffler with a specific part of his game. Do you know how many top 25s he had in his first uh, his first 69 events on tour? Sure, I, I definitely do, TC. But, but why don't you tell me, just because you've got it close uh, nearby. 49 i mean that's so that's many really, really like he, he had so I, I mean like he was he was a rookie in 2019 2020 i tried to you know warn you guys about him he had seven top tens his first year eight top tens his second year and then last year he had 11 so just uh i mean 
you know, I think it's almost just like I might be buying actually. Like he's 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 kind of just paused. He's not like regressing. He's just no. That's what I'm saying. It's a hole in his breath, right? Yeah, it's a hole. Like he was so good. We were screaming this too, leading up into the 2021 Ryder Cup. Like he is beating fools on a regular basis. He just is already one of the elite players, so he's only playing the elite tournaments against the best fields, and it's just hasn't racked up a win yet. But when it comes, it's gonna the floodgates are gonna open. Who does that? Who else does that sound like? Somebody else who racked up a bunch of wins this year, um, and he just like is a I, I he is a made in the lab data golf guy. Like he's a really freaking good player at golf <laughs> it's not like i agree with you Neil. he's a, he's a big dick player out. he is he's not nothing that stands out it's approach play went way up in 2022 um you know kind of buoyed by that run in the beginning of the year i expect a little bit of regression on that front but b i expect him to be around a two strokes gained player which is one of the best five players in the world he's right there with rory Cantlay, xander um and rom really as the the best strokes game and jt was among the best strokes game players in the world all right fine I got FOMO. I'll hold as well. A hodl, as you would say, Sally, <laughs> in, in your world. And then we had two more guys uh, in oh, that top. Excuse me. Sorry, three more guys in that top. Or four. We had Troy Merritt, the pastor, the aforementioned pastor. <laughs> no, uh, we prophet. had the prophet. The, the prophet. prophet. <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking pastor, Troy. Uh, <laughs> why do you call him the prophet? It's I don't understand. That, it. It's from the show Station Eleven. <laughs> the guy that. It, yeah, it's not worth explaining to you guys, but it's right. it's a very it's a very funny joke. The uh, and then we have Joel Damon. Good morning, Damon. Good morning, uh, Damon. Just topping up the bank account before the off season here. Sixty six, sixty five on the weekend. Uh, makes just a ton of money. I'm happy. For, I'm happy when Joel Damon makes money. Like it's just because I know like that's what that's what gets him hyped. Is like, hey, I'm out here to make money, baby. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> I'm rooting for you to make money. <laughs> So and then uh, and then we had Seamus Power, of course, and uh, Will Gordon. Will Gordon, uh, not not the best final round, but kind of clawed back into it uh, after a relatively tough start. Um, and you know he's he's off to a really really good start. I think he's kind of promising young young player, and his his career was kind of delayed a little bit the last couple of years. Just just you know not not being able to get status or just kind of not quite being able to get over the hump. So. Uh, and then sleeper, if you will. Yeah. Oh, he melts the ball. Uh, speaking of someone who absolutely melts the ball, David Lingmurth. I uh, knew that was coming. <laughs> Hell yeah. G8. G8. Yeah, guys, I was I was anticipating that this would be one of those tournaments where you actually do want me to go down the leaderboard <laughs> this week. We're gonna have to cut you off at we some need, point. No, here, yeah, TC, we need an inning eater here. Yeah, please uh please, please help us get some air time, fill up some air time here. But yes, great start to the season for Lingmurth. He's up in the top, I think, 50. In Coming off athletics. the freaking Corn Ferry Tour. I mean, that guy, so so much grit, man. It's awesome. I I, I truly, it warms my heart to see him just get a shot, get it Monday qualify, and then ball out. Like, yep. no fear. Unbelievable. Just relentless, relentless confidence. And that's what's like, I guess, it, I always have trouble translating this into the podcast, and I don't want to, like, bore it bore people with like the people that have become our friends that you know you're watching them go through their professional golf journey but you play with a bunch of dudes down in jacks that are like you put, go play with them on a typical day and like they're you play with justin huber and you play with david lingmurth like it doesn't it doesn't like look to your eye that you know one of them is a perennial pga tour player and one of them's not right you just see they, they just look like they're in a blender all together and it's really hard to set the eye test does not do uh does not do the work in this front so it's like so it's really hard to understand how 
like, how do you keep going? Do you keep going or do you give up? Do you keep going or give up? Do you keep going and give up? And like Lingworth just stuck at it for, there wasn't even a a conversation about it. I don't think he just was like, yeah, I'm just going to keep trying. I got no status. I'm just going to play past champs. I'll just play every golf tournament I can get in. I'll go play until I just will it into happening and it's starting to happen. And it's just awesome to see. I mean, there was for somebody that doesn't hit it far when you lose whatever it is that made you really good, the, your opportunity for success is extremely limited. And so to refine that in a landscape, that's ever expanding and emphasizing driving distance is just so impressive. And, 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 fighting injuries along the way too yes um but uh, like i think that's why i do think this is a good golf course uh it's it's a little bit different test uh it's more of an iron players course it's more of driving accuracy versus you just know, give a shout out gouge. to greg norman was that i did third okay. leg greg yeah you know it probably i mean the course probably costs 75 million dollars to is. build uh because he seems to just <laughs> extort uh resort owners etc but no it's it's kind of a nice nice change up to kind of the the you know regular uh tour fodder that we see most weeks a couple other shout outs i had on the leaderboard sam Ryder, another guy that's just relatively consistent keeps his card lives here in jacks kind of keeps a low profile mav mcneely putting the shit out of it pretty good start in the fall season dave lipsky shot 66 66 on the weekend i'd be remiss if i didn't mention that <laughs> taylor montgomery continues to just come out absolutely firing uh as a pga tour rookie here after Kind of two years of of uh God, you, you know, guys are being the bridesmaid rambling to get on Montgomery's block. I love it. We've guys, been on the we've that's been what on I'm the saying. Block. The last yeah. that last like two, three months is like watch out, watch out for Montgomery. He's putting you heard it here producing, man. And that's again another one where like a couple times you'll see this again to referring to my friends at Data Golf. You'll see this dude that's on the Corn Ferry Tour that's rising way up their rankings. That like maybe you know, obviously is not gaining a ton of world ranking points playing on the Corn Ferry Tour. Not a household name yet. Like Zalatoris was just jumping off the page of like this dude is is insanely good at golf. I know there's people that get bored with strokes gains. It's just a measurement of how freaking well you get the ball in the hole. And he's a dude that kind of is looked you extrapolate out like what his strokes gain profile look or his ability to get the ball in the hole, and it's going to fit very very well in the PGA Tour. Totally agree. I think, uh, you know, and and plenty of seasoning there too. And you earn that through, like, you don't necessarily earn that through, like, winning twice and missing, like, 10 cuts. You earn that through just beating people consistently and not missing cuts and not having huge negative rounds and being a very consistent player, which pro golf doesn't necessarily reward that as much. Like, volatility gets rewarded in pro golf, but the best golfers, I think, are very consistent golfers. Agree. Patton Kazire showing some signs of life. Started out 65, 65. He's he had a rough, rough year last year. I don't know if he's battling injury or what, but like he's down in, you know, mid two hundreds in the world now after being, you know, up in the top fifty. Uh a guy that I'm gonna he was one round away from like he shot 67, 71, 67, 64. I'm buying all the stock this year, Aaron Wise. I think Aaron Wise is yeah. gonna have a massive, massive year. He's on um, Ryder Cup radar as well. I mean, if there if there is no true twelfth man emerging, he would be. Uh, a, he he was the thirteenth man this past year, and I'm just just put the radar up on that one. If he continues to play this good of golf, were there were, there were issues with the putting? There were. He's now a broomstick guy. Okay, full broomstick, not not arm lock, full broomstick. Okay, yeah. and it seems to have addressed it or at least mitigated it greatly. There were some serious issues with the yeah. putting. Yeah, and then uh, Thomas Dietrich continues to. Same with, you know, like you got these kind of rookies that are just, you know, he's kind of an older rookie, came over for the Euro Tour. Uh, Nick Hardy, another Illini guy. 
you know, that uh, they're just they're we're getting pretty far down this leaderboard, TC, getting, getting, you know, getting <laughs> into get the one. Top, top 30 or top 40, uh, you know, in the, you know, before the season kind of stops is cool. Tr- charging along. <laughs> you know, I'm also, just, uh, Harry Higgs, 60 second round, 62. Some signs of life from Harry. Some great interviews he did, too. We'll have to have him back on recently because he had a, a tough year this past year and is. Has has seen the light. He t- he had a great interview where he talked about uh, how down on himself he got and how you know much he berated himself. Which if you go back to the Charles Schwab podcast, where one of my reactions was like, "Yeah, a lot of dudes are out there just like really getting down on themselves." I didn't name them by names. That was about you, Harry. I'm sorry to say, but I watched it happen. You just like berating your caddy and having unreasonable reactions, and it's nice to see him kind of come to that realization of like, "Hey, this was preventing me from playing good golf." So he seems to be back on his way and i'm we're very excited about that and i'm not turning it back over to tc before i say this podcast is brought to you by our friends at cash app the easiest way to send spend save and invest with friends does everyone in your group have a cash tag i know my group does because that's money and because cash app connects you effortlessly with your friends and your finances and i want to take a moment to shout out all the friends who are on cash app specifically shout out to everyone that used cash app this past week at the NIT to buy our mystery boxes. Hell All yeah. the proceeds for that went to youth on course and they got a lot of great goodies from our pro shop uh, that we basically donated that we made blah, blah, blah. Not just the pro shop strap game, war, everything, strap all stuff. kinds of stuff. I mean, stickers, stuff that people send us, you know, we, it's kind of a, it's, it's a fun way to clean out the kill house, raise a ton of money and get goes to youth on course, which cash app supports. We'll get to that. Shout out to those using cash app for the first time this past week. A bunch of people were signing up, getting a cash tag. I don't know what took you this long. Shout out to everyone that participated in the cash app game during our live shows this past year. And again, if you haven't signed up, we're going to have some great chances to win some cash in 2023. Always eternally shout out to the guy who sends the money he owes you before you have to request it. And all those out there with creative cash tags, we're shouting you out as well. I went way too basic with mine and I regret it a lot. It, it, cash app is the easiest way for you and all your friends to enjoy sending, spending, saving, investing, splitting, tipping, donating, gifting, or just pressing buttons to look busy. All with the number one finance app in the app store. That's money. That's cash app. Download cash app from the app store or Google play store today to add your hashtag, uh, your own cash tag today. Code NLU gets you a free $15 and $10 also goes to youth on course. Code NLU, cash up. Neil, I just wanted to say uh, it always makes me laugh that you, that you grew up playing against Russell Henley. Yes, I did. At uh, Southeastern Junior Golf. He, well, he outpaced me pretty quick and got to the American Junior Golf Tour. But uh, yes, in the uh, Southeastern Atlanta Junior Golf scene, he was, a, he was a killer. And you grew up playing against Brian Harmon. Was he the guy that you asked what club he hit and you got penalized? No, for no, that wasn't him. Um, hey, great shot! What'd you hit there? No, we might get to that later. I'll, uh, hold that thought. What else did you have from Houston, DC? From Houston? Oh, we're not even on to Houston. Sorry, yet. Houston. No, I meant Mayakoba. But the, I'm looking at the notes here. We are rolling into Houston, where Kokrak is not able to defend. Yeah, I was just gonna say. Yeah, Houston. I like watching the Houston event. I think it's a cool change of pace. Uh, course wise, there's some cool green features. Shout out to to Tom Doak out there. Uh, and yeah, it's it's kind of funny that Jason Kokrak, uh, hashtag went all in last year and won this event and is not defending. So yeah. Question from Tyler Munson Seven: Is Hovland officially in a show me year? I think they're all show me years for Hovland from here. It's uh, a very very talented player that we're waiting to see if he has what it takes to, you know, move things to. I hate to just that got so cliche to say to the next level, but like a recognizable level, like he has a talent level that exceeds 
what he has produced so far in professional golf. Is that fair to say? Yes, but I would also I would put Xander above him on the show me making the jump to I mean, if we're talking just majors, like I know Xander won some big events this last year, but you know, we got to like I think Xander's been around longer and and it's been kind of in that almost in that Ricky category now of like getting a Whoa, get, well, no, a getting a here. lot of love, a lot of like, you know, seeing a lot of FaceTime and I think we need to break through and 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 wins have some statement wins in 2023. I Hovland is on that track right now, so I would agree with that. Hovland's 25. I'm getting some some he's got more wins than Big Tone, but I feel like it's it's similar thing where like the you know he, he I don't think he really has the the just runner up finishes where he didn't get it done quite as much, but it seems like we have a ton of solo fists, you know, really good top tens. Are you counting? You're saying just cumulative DP World Tour and PGA Tour wins as as more than Big Tone now? Yeah, I'm on the I'm on the OWGR website because okay. you know I I count you know Big Dick wins beyond PGA Tour wins. Okay. TC has his own proprietary model. He so we're, you're, we're, he had won the BMW International Open last. Do we do do we need to look at that field at all? Because you try to discount Big Tone's wins as well. Do we need to do that? I mean, he won the you know Dubai Desert Classic. That's, that's a like, pretty nice win. That's a that's an Emirati Open. His PJ Tour wins are Mayakoba, Mayakoba, and Puerto Rico, though. Like, I'm going to put Big Tone's a lot older. Listen, like, but he's played a lot more events, but I'm going to put his win, his accumulated wins up against Hovland with, with, but, with great pride. Totally. But he's all, yeah, but I mean, Hovland's 25, Tone's what, 35, yeah, yeah. but, yeah. but also like Tone has, or uh, Hovland has T2 at the concession, WGC workday, da 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 da. The uh, the uh, API this year T two there he had T four I mean kind of a non competitive there in the final round but T four at St Andrews this year like you know he's got some really like T three at Wells Fargo last year he's he you know T two at all right Farmers now we're going year. down the OWGR leaderboard like they're big dick finishes they're just not wins he just needs to win more yeah he is data golf's got him as the fifteenth best player in the world um that seems about right well, I think. he's just a Kind of a victim of his his class a little bit, right? With Morikawa coming out swinging, and I guess you know. Then you compare him against Matthew Wolf; it's obviously better than that's gone. So he's just he's almost like what uh, if you take Morikawa out of it? I feel like Hovland is doing just fine. Like he's yeah. on a he's on a really solid pace, right? But it's like okay, when you compare it against the guy that's just you know had an all time year coming right out of college, that's that's a tough uh, peer set, I guess. Is how you'd put it. Probably a question for you. What, how does, how is data golf handling live? They are, I don't know exactly how they're, what they're using in terms of like what field average is or what, um, so this is what makes the OWGR discussion interesting is like, yeah, how do you measure like what an average pro is or what an average score is or field average? You know, what's, what's the baseline for that when you don't have a competitive underlying system in there? I don't know the answer to that off the top of my head. I just kind of trust the numbers that they put out and they say like, look, what kind of golf DJ and cam are playing. This is about what it's equivalent to. And yeah. it all tends to make sense. It's, it's not like, it's not like the OWGR. They're not falling off the ratings in, in, um, in like a data golf sense, um, just because they're not earning OWGR points, which is gotcha. why it's just a better system. I think overall, it seems like we were talking about Hovland before this past season of, Hey, he's got to, he's got to finish in the top. 10 in a major and he did that at the at the british open last major of the year so 
I feel like we got to give him some credit for, yeah. you know, even though it was a bad final round, we got to give him some credit for being still on the upswing, I think, here. And I'm going right. to push back on the Xander thing, uh, Neil, a little bit. Xander's got Fair enough. seven PGA Tour wins plus a gold medal. He's not th- quite 30 yet. He's got a lot bigger wins. He's won the Greenbrier Tour Championship. He won a WGC, the What About China Championship. Uh, he won the Century. He won. Well, a lot of his wins were were limited fields. Yeah. So I've been on this block Travelers, Genesis this past year. Like he won three times this past year. He's he's a he's a producer and is he's like a half shot better than Hobbit. Wait, too. Genesis. He won the Genesis Scottish Open this year. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, th- so I think that he's bought himself another year, another major season before it was like, but he's had some really good finish. Six top fives and 22 majors. And that's where it's like, yo, we got to start breaking through, right? It's like, cause, and maybe this is just because I've been picking him in all these majors and I keep kind of feeling the heartbreak along with him. It's like, I just want, I want him to break through. I root for Xander. I like him. It's just like, damn man, come on. We got to, we got to get it done. So I think this summer he, he was playing an awesome stretch of golf through the Scottish open. So you're right. I agree with you, but also like it's time to make the jump to the next plateau. And maybe we'll we'll learn more on that. So he's bought himself a year from me, and that's I know that's important to him. <laughs> I know that's important to him. There was a weird Colin Morikawa exchange. Um, Todd Lewis said to him in a post round interview, he said, "You know, Trevor Emmelman mentioned it in our broadcast when watching you play that you came out and played so well early in your career that that was possibly your bar, your standard. Did you go through that?" And Morikawa reacted kind of weird to it. Uh, again. Uh, Emmelman said your bar. He did not say ceiling. I think Morikawa heard ceiling uh, when he said that. And he said, wow, that's hard for to hear from him. To be honest, I could care less what he says there because I don't think that's my bar. I think I've got so much more to improve. I've been near last in putting. and I don't think I've even finished close to being average on putting. So if I just get my putting to be average, I think there's so much more to improve. So I don't know. I don't know where that came from. That kind of stings there. I don't like to hear that. And Lewis tried to clarify, like he meant it as a compliment that you played so well. And he goes, I don't know if that was a compliment. I'll be honest. Uh, if he did, maybe it came off wrong for what I heard. It's just a weird exchange because very clearly Immelman is saying like, like you set the bar really high for yourself. It came out one, two majors, like anything less than that, it's going to feel like a disappointment. It's going to send you in a way to be searching. I'm obviously paraphrasing that. And he kind of took it as ceiling. I'm sure it was truly a misunderstanding, but that was kind of making the right. It seems like, I don't know, it seems like maybe a window into his psyche where he's kind of trying to use stuff as like little slights or little things to put in the tank and, you know, use it as fuel of like, that's the, that's the perspective that he's looking at the world through right now. Right. You know what? You know how long we've been doing this now? Remember when he won those two majors and we were like, we we had the discussion of the Padraig Harrington thing of the the you know the ignorance being bliss kind of thing like the the more experience you get the the less ignorance you have to doubt and now just after a year of just slightly less you know good results like it, strokes gain wise like he's pretty much the same profile player yet just didn't have the big wins with it he seems like just maybe a little bit on edge and uh, he had an interview with golf.com as well about talking about yeah. getting old this one was strange, right? They, these were interesting things to hear from a from a guy that's as young as he is. He's 25. He's talking about, uh, to be honest, I think it's just uh, getting old. It's just getting old. I mean, I drank way more in college than I ever do now, but apparently when you get older, your body just moves differently. I Listen, feel that, brother. I sympathize <laughs> with that, but I did not feel that at 25, I don't think. Uh, he said, uh, I still, 20, 27 is the magic 27 number. The That's number. the number for sure. I still feel great. Like everything feels great. Everything moves great, but it's just not as clean as it was. And the maintenance I have to do now is just a little bit more. It doesn't mean I need to do anything crazy. I'm not changing anything really. It's just getting my body to where it need to be, where I need to be. 
Um, he said, say last year, I didn't really have to focus on it. But when I look back and you think about how much travel I've done over the past three and a half years, it's a lot. It doesn't stop. I love travel, but travel takes a toll on your body and it takes a toll on you. And you've got to be able to kind of work your way through that. And that's what the best, best athletes are doing, which I appreciate this look into like, no matter how old you are, you, that's not, you're not invincible to jet lag and to, you know, going to getting in and out of rental cars and courtesy cars and hotels and packing and lugging your clubs through the airport. And like that does wear on you. It's not, you're not in bed by 10, in your bed by 10 PM on Sunday nights, very frequently. And it's, you know, then you're right into the next week. If you're playing multiple weeks, it does, it does take a toll on your body. I both when we TC and I went to do uh, Abu Dhabi in 2018, it took me like three weeks to recover from that. Just coming back from Korea, that took me a couple of weeks really to fully recover from that. It's a real, it's a real thing that a lot of athletes don't talk about, and so I appreciate that look into it. But it was just kind of surprising for someone at his age. Sully, I might not be right till the end of the year. After you don't the sound right. If I'm being. <laughs> I got some <laughs> allergies going on today. War on allergies. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a lifetime war, though. I would say that two things. One, co-sign what you just said, Sully. On. I wish more of these guys would talk about the struggles with travel and just the, I think those are very sincere thoughts. The first part of it though, the Todd Lewis exchange, like this is true off season fodder. Yeah. Like we got nothing. Like, we're breaking this, this <laughs> totally. down. Like, I just I don't Googled it. Care I just Google Colin Morikawa you know? and like Google news is like, like, like all caps from like golf magic or some, you know, website. Colin Morikawa. Bad fuming. website. Yeah, bad okay. website. No, no free shouts for them. That's a bad website. You can keep this in there, but that is that is that's a bad website. I'm good on breaking down the you know misunderstanding with Immelman. I'm I'm good there. I but I, I do appreciate what TC said as well. Like that's how these guys are wired. They they're they're yeah. looking for they have they kind of have to have a chip on their shoulder. So that's how they're so competitive. So it's like your guy KD, Neil, just like hanging sure. out on Twitter to just get people chirping him and, and sure having you know. his burners running, you know. KD's just like us, man, getting triggered by uh by by people online. Let's move over to the LPGA tour. Uh they were in Japan this past week. Uh Gemma Dryborough. I hope I'm saying that right. I know she's Scottish and I know Edinburgh is like a weird B-U-R-G-H kind of thing. I'm just gonna assume I've got it wrong. That's 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 safe. Uh yeah, to I think say. we're all can assume that with just any foreign pronunciations at this point. The tough, a tough block for the whole NLU squad. The Scots were uh were were chuffed, if you will, about this news of of her win. Huge Japanese contingent as you might expect on, on the leaderboard there uh, as well. Lynn Grant, again, another fantastic finishes, finishes solo third. Uh, you have a status update for us on her, TC? Yeah, I just I, I looked up the race to the CME. She's up to 51st now, which I think locks up pretty much like great status. Like, like once we, uh, once the U.S. lifts the VAX ban for international travel, I think... Uh, She'll she'll see her on the LPGA tour because I think like she's gonna basically she's gotten up to 51st in the season standings without playing a single event in the United States. That's incredible. That's remarkable. And Atia Titikun uh, ascended to number one in the world earlier. I this still week. don't understand. I still don't understand how that's how you pronounce the name. But I don't either. Uh, but I've received an email confirmation that it, uh, it even though it looks like Titikul, it is Titikun with an N is how you would pronounce it. So which is my third different way of pronouncing it, but I believe that to be the correct one. 19-year-old uh, Thai player that is the number one player in the world that uh, I think the golf world's just now getting to know. It kind of kind of snuck up on us a little bit. I mean, it was kind of no 
no you know major championship wins or no crazy hot streaks other than just really really solid play uh through this you know incredible again before turning 20 i'm just always amazed by all this stuff great so. swing too like just great swing all right, there was an announcement this past week. DJ Pie had a nice uh, Twitter thread on this. The uh, TGL Investment Group announced. I, I I don't have the names off the top of my head, but it's a it's a wide range. Uh, Shihao Otani is on this list. Justin Timberlake, uh, all kinds of F1 drivers, people from all different walks of life and sports and all this stuff. Very clearly, uh, the effort is being made to you know make a huge splash. Uh, on this thing can i just i'm just going to go for people that are not familiar with what this is uh i'm just literally going to read the about from the website uh because it's an incredible mix of like oh that sounds horrible and like oh that sounds like that, that that makes sense uh tgl is an innovative golf league in partnership with the pga tour fusing advanced tech and and live action in prime time which my reaction to that part is like okay is the live tech that good or like hey, live live action in prime time that makes sense like that makes sense and uh the league will launch with six teams each consisting of three pga tour players tiger woods and rory mcelroy are the first two golfers uh to come to commit uh to compete committed to compete the custom-built arena will combine a data-rich virtual course state-of-the-art short game complex uh, and they'll offer a high-tech high-energy fan experience with fans sitting greenside the inaugural season kicks off january 2024 with a 15 match regular season followed by playoffs and championship match let's unpack what this thing is who it serves what it's going to do for the golf world tc what's your reaction to it you buy sell or hold on the tgl as of right now sprinkling a little bit of buy just to make sure that my portfolio is properly diversified emerging, uh, emerging fund there for tc yeah yeah you know uh it seems like something that you would probably be able to bet on i think it's going to be monday nights after Monday Night Football, which, uh, you know, after or during kind of. Uh, so that sounds promising as well. Um, It'll be you know, if it's January 2024. I would assume that starts after Monday Night Football season ends. OK, yeah. OK, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And then really, I don't know. It just seems like the right guys are buying in on this um, Tiger, namely. And, um, you know, it, to me, it's like if this is golfers, if this is golfer centric, like like I'm, I'm excited about the match coming up because it's it's four golfers that I enjoy watching play golf, right? Like I don't give a fuck about watching Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes or, Josh you know, yeah. yeah. Like, like, you know, like I like watching them play football and I like watching Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas play golf, you know? And so I think that seems to be the focus here as well. It's like, it's, it's golfers and there's a celebrity element, but it, in the same way that like, it feels like there's a celebrity element to like Manning cast. Like you're still watching golf or you're still watching football. You're just watching celebrities talk you know, during the football game kind of thing. That's that's my take on it. I very much have a wait and see about this thing. It seems like the kind of thing I would want to write off immediately. Like this sounds dumb. Um, I think there's a few things working in their favor that make it sound very much not dumb. Tiger Woods is not going to play golf in the PGA Tour going forward. Maybe Maybe an event or two per year unless he decides to ride the cart which I don't think he wants to do or will do, uh, which is a separate discussion. I think he definitely should. So if you want to watch Tiger Woods interact with fellow tour pros, play golf adjacent, I mean, is he hitting golf into a screen? Is that like what it gets me excited about golf? No, but this is also very much, I don't think for me or for like hardcore golf fans, I don't think you have to like this. I don't think you're going to have to watch this. I think there's going to be interesting elements of team 
I don't think I'll be overly tied to the results. I could be surprised on that. It could build on me. I don't, uh, I very much view this as an exhibition series of some kind, but I want to scream this from the mountaintops. Like what this thing does and what it serves is this is, this will line the pockets of PGA tour players and help retain talent on the PGA tour option. You either have, you have two options. You can either be PGA tour slash TGL, or you can be live. You cannot be live and TGL. This is a way to a for-profit venture for the top talent to make money outside of having to split it with William McGirt. One night of work, Monday nights in a you know don't have to walk around, don't have to travel with caddies, don't have to blah blah blah, don't have to do all the stuff. It is a way to make easy money, basically a hit and giggle, uh, playing golf in an arena that can be fun. But like I, I again, I just don't want to pretend like this is real golf. It's not. It's like top golf with pros. Yet at the same time, like what this what this is serving in an extremely volatile time in the golf market, this could help keep Xander Shoffley, Patrick Cantlay. These dudes that are going to make a shitload of money off this can help keep them on the PGA Tour, which I think is a good thing at this point. I would co-sign a lot of what you said. TC, I'm surprised you're not really jacked up with Serena involved. Andy Murray, you know, I know that's that that gets you really jacked up. Yeah, um, I was I was particularly right, Tyler Ninja Bevins. I guess he's 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 the real deal, huh? Well, that so that brings me to the next point. Like, I don't, you know, I'm not a big gamer, but like esports is selling out the Barclays Center, right? People enjoy watching people stream their video games. So, like you said, Sol, it's not for us, but what this is is it's a brand. It's it's for the brands. Number one, it's a brand marketing dream. Like, you get the live aspect. A night like Monday night, great for a network. You know, kind of an inning eater on a Monday night for them, and then also like it. It increases the profile of some of these athletes, some of these golfers for for their sponsors as well. So it it, it kind of serving a lot of those kind of uh, money interest, as you said. But one thing that I I noticed, like going back to what you said about the match stuff, Tron, like I agree with you that I want to watch golfers play in the match. But when I, I was staying with my my in laws uh, back when it was. Um, Brady versus Manning, like one of the first ones. The mix of celebrity and the, and Tiger and and Phil. Yeah, yeah, like what, and which was like and Brady, the, yeah. the big one. Yeah. I feel like, and I remember my like mother and father. They were like, "Oh, let's turn that on." Like the, I, they want to watch Brady. They want to watch Peyton Manning play. And so it's like that's a little bit of a wake up call for me. I'm like, "Oh yeah, like I'll turn it. if you guys want to watch that. I'll I'll definitely watch it with you." The Steph Curry one was interesting too. I think the mix of celebrity yeah, and yeah. golfers Barkley, is there. like yeah. the watching yeah. a bad golfer. Yeah. Like there's something there for the casual like it was almost a way for my mother-in-law to like relate to like oh neil like let's turn that on like that's interesting to me whereas like that has never ever happened major anything pga tour related it's like she's going in the other room i'm like hey i'm gonna watch this golf term over here because i'm you know i'm gonna be on the podcast and <laughs> like sorry well <laughs> it just seems like it seems like something too that they can get these guys out of their shells a little bit of you know, if they're sitting around drinking a beer or like if like if, if it's kind of relaxed and kind of fun, you know, Tiger's going to be throwing around nicknames like crazy. You don't have to worry about throwing a camera on a cart like the whole thing's going to be outfitted. You're going to have, you know, everybody's going to be mic'd up all that. I think also like, yeah, like there may be celebrity matches on the side or something like that. It kind of reminds me of the Slime Cup, which. Sure. Yeah, I, I I really enjoyed it. Like my son Freddie, who's five, like it's a supplement. It. It's a yeah, supplement. Yeah. It is like look at the programming on the golf channel on Monday nights. All right, this is not interrupting anything. This is no, not, it's not. This is not replacing anything. This is not going to prevent 
these guys from playing any other PGA Tour events or competing in other competitive events. I can already see the bots having their way with the, you know, our, our stance on this. Like, if you can't see the difference between this and live, I cannot help you. And I'm not going to try to explain how this does not interrupt the competitive landscape of, of pro golf. And also keep in mind, we're going to be living in a post Netflix world here very soon where people are going to tune in Netflix and watch commercial free golf it, uh, programming on there and be somewhat entertained by some of the characters in those and need an avenue one, maybe want an avenue into the sport. And can I tell you watching golf on television through the normal programming is not the way into it. It is a total disaster, which we've covered many, many times. You are not going to be able to convert fans into golf fans, but watching the current product the way it is something like this might be what, like what serves that Netflix audience, that, that casual sports fan that like, Holy moly, Gets like two and a half million viewers, which okay? is crazy. That's like what PGA Tour events get. This is an entertainment product featuring the top golfers. If you're a hardcore golf fan and are not into this, I am not going to convince you. But just know, understand. I just asking people to understand what it serves and why it exists is going to exist, and it may be great. It very well may be. I'm not writing it off either. But uh, it's it's again, it's just it's harmless. It's completely harmless, and I we can't also sit here and say. Golf needs to change, needs to do something different and shit on stuff before it before it actually happens. It's like the three on three basketball tournament that like everybody watched. Like hopefully the product's a little better yeah. than that because those it's guys that are not, that, aren't very yeah, good that, at basketball. That's not for me either. TC, <laughs> what I would think it's more like is and one. Like the old and one, like like the street ball. I was like, dude, that I watched the the hell out of that stuff. The, what you I know? will say, what I'm deeply yeah. concerned for though, is that these guys are not gonna be funny. Oh, that's not, a concern. right. Like that's a concern. Yeah, they're not. Like uh, they, maybe it's just like oof. Uh, you know, major oof, major oof. And the levels. first one's probably uh, going to be a warning. Oof. Yeah, there's going to be some oof warnings in in year one. So I'm, you know, I'm concerned for them on that front. But let them figure that. It out. could be like, is this? Will this be successful for from and who, what is whose definition of success matters? The networks and the brands. I think it probably will be successful for for them. But like, will it be something that I? can't wait to watch on monday nights probably not one thing Which is to totally know, fine yes totally fine but also like it is going to when i i would imagine it, it's golf made for tv when they go to commercial they're going to stop playing just like they do in basketball arenas just yeah. like they do in football like this is like golf in an arena like this is a translation it's like t20 probably with cricket and i don't know enough about cricket to understand that comparison but it's like taking a hyper complicated game and super dumbing it down in a tv window for golf fans like could this help the PGA Tour and golf as a whole? Like create a little bit more interest? Yes. Is it going to get more Thursday viewers for the Valspar? Probably not. Uh, apologies to the, the Valspar for just being a punching bag on this podcast lately. Hey, for on. no I good like reason. Valspar. They're a totally yeah. fine event. There's no hate there. But uh, just again, I, I think it's uh, you know we who Who's knows maybe we may you? have uh, Ronde Barber. I think. Yeah, he's he's an ambassador. He's an ambassador, right? He came after yeah. came after the pie man for 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 dragging the Valspar. You're next on his list. Sally. I feel like during this thing, we're gonna see like Michelob Ultra has got to be so involved in this. This is like the Michelob Ultra for zone. Sure. And then also, I'm a little bit concerned that this Mike McCarley guy is like pulling the strings because this is the same guy that like brought us Golf Pass and brought us like a bunch of other shit from Golf Channel that like part of the problem. That has led us to this point. This right? will be on Golf Channel. No, well, no, he's like a former Golf Channel executive, and he's is like, a, a, is there a network partner though? Un, I, undecided right now. I don't think so yet. Okay. It, but it's like he's like the you know he was like Dick Ebersol's like right hand man, I guess. Starting sure. with the 
you know, Olympics back in the day. So in, in 2000. So, well, if you're going to start a new venture in, in sports and it seems like they've, they've done the work to get, you know, the names involved, the, the money involved, like there's some, some big boy private equity involved and, you know, so, so the leg works, but they got the, the blessing of the PGA tour, you know, the cat, like all like, I would say like uh, credit goes to like laying yeah. the foundation for something that could be a success and get more people like to think about golf and, and consider it, I guess is, is, Hey, let's, let's try it out. I'm, 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 I'm open. It, it is very much yeah. in the same vein as the match in terms of like, is this like, does this matter in the competitive golf landscape, which is what we cover on this show 99% of the time. Definitively, the answer to that is no, but there's also golf entertainment, which is like the match and there's it is like and there's they have ancillary benefits it's you're starting from scratch too it better be good tv like there there's no excuse there's no <laughs> have you read the contracts right or you don't understand how tv contracts work i definitely do not if this is a disaster tv wise i definitely don't understand how tv contracts work because i also to be fair to mccarley too i think he was in charge of like nbc sunday night football and making that like kind of what it is not in i'm not it's not a shot at like <laughs> My guy Dungey and just had some like just, flash forward to tomorrow and and, and seeing him, people be like, dude, McCarley's a is a beast. He's going down his resume. Ah, shit, I should probably, I should probably. No, like I know he's done a shitload of stuff with the Olympics and all that, but like, and like Sunday Night Football on NBC is so is so well produced and it's so good. Yeah, it and is. they have like the most trash collection of talent you could possibly assemble. For that studio show and i'm like how are these these two things equated with each other or tied at the hip it doesn't make I, any sense i love that it was a to be fair to mccarley in response to his own comments yeah. on him. it wasn't <laughs> yeah. like hey yeah. let's let's be fair to mccarley no, it was like, it was your comments but um <laughs> you know it's kind of like i don't know there's a video game aspect to it it's almost like a simulation you know technology is a big thing uh in golf and you can play your best golf with the Repsoto Mobile Launch Monitor, oh. the number one rated personal <laughs> oh, launch monitor on the market today. I'm back. I got it figured out. I've had a tough way uh, go with the segues lately. Featuring incredibly precise measurements, remarkable accuracy, and data-rich visuals, and now performance combines, the MLM from Rapsodo is the mobile launch monitor to help the grinders, the range rats, the big randies. It pairs Doppler <laughs> radar with an iPhone or an iPad camera. It ensures that every golf ball is tracked, and it's incredibly accurate. It lays a great map of all the shots you just hit in your range session when you're done with it. I promise you'll learn something from it. I thought I, I hit every 99 162 yards. Turns out like one in four of them goes that far. And it, you just you want to see the scatter plot of where your misses are. It's kind of like you hit a lot of range balls and you want to like say, oh, I didn't hit that one good. That doesn't count. No, it counts. Like all of your shots count. You want to see exactly what it looks like after you hit, you know, 26 irons. You're going to learn a lot from this. And you uh, you can practice with a purpose every time you hit the range. You get better practice, better scores, better golf. So get the launch monitor every golfer needs. The MLM from Rapsodo, the official launch monitor of No Laying Up. Go to rapsodo.com. Slash NLU use promo code NLU for a hundred dollars off the MLM, and they're also offering a thirty dollar bundle discount for the MLM and the premium subscription. So NLU listeners have the opportunity to save over hundred thirty dollars total with the purchase of the bundle package. And these things are incredibly cheap; they're under six hundred dollars, uh, and they're such a great bargain. And we're going to put some to use actually this week uh, with what Neil and I are doing. So shoutthrapsodo.com slash NLU promo code NLU, and they fit in like the size of a koozie. Yes. Instead of having to like carry them around in their own bag. Instead of the nuclear football that, that yeah. you see the pros carrying around. 
Uh, speaking of the match, JT and Spieth confirmed against Tiger and Rory at uh, Pelican in Tampa December 10th. Um, reaction to this? I'm stoked. I think it's going to be great. I thought I thought this was announced like once like a month ago but uh <laughs> so yeah uh yeah I'm, yeah I'm, I'm planning to go over for it i think it's gonna be sweet Whoops. like it's uh, pelican so it's in tampa yeah the, okay. the, the riddler's place yeah um it's where a, the lpga a, is this week too exactly yes. it's a great bounce back from i think they kind of lost me on the last one where there was no pro golfers involved in it all i'm like wait why why would I watch that? I don't watch the American Century Championship. Like, you know, um, this is, you know, some of the most interesting people in golf mic'd up. And uh, I don't know why this is the only event that Mike's, Mike's players up, but I will definitely be tuning into this. This is perfect fall viewing, winter viewing. I guess it's technically winter, but at that point, no, it's not. So, Solly, live, live Mike's players up. Oh, I know they do. Well, you, you just said it's the only event that Mike's players up. Okay, I'm just that making sure the bots don't come at you. That's That's very, very, very fair. Only event on television, I should say. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> in domestic television, because Liv lives on TV. Oh right, the, uh, they're in they're in the zone, aren't they? Um, so I think this is a huge. Obviously, getting Tiger back involved with it uh, again. Like we're not going to see Tiger play golf very often. So like the people that are out there just to shit on these few things that we are, you know, the few things being presented that are going to feature Tiger Woods on a screen playing golf. I don't understand, but um, so again, completely harmless event that I'm excited to see uh, this iteration. Uh, we got a bunch of questions. Uh, you guys down to get through? Um, we talked a lot more golf than I thought we would on this, so we may not get to all of the ones that were sent. Many great questions uh, sent in, but uh, well, let's start well, pounding through these. Let's do a little housekeeping before the questions, and okay. then we can just go nuts on the questions. I think okay. we got to address the Cantlay, yep. Xander, Mito, Thomas Peters rumors. I'm hearing a lot of uh, Tyrell Hatton rumors. Lord. Let's just clarify the first four names you mentioned: Patrick Cantlay, Xander Shoffley, Mito Pereira, Thomas Peters were mentioned in an uh, article in the Guardian from Ewan Murray, I think it was. Ewan, yeah. He wrote: Speculation in Miami has linked Patrick Cantlay, Xander Shoffley, Mito Pereira, and Thomas Peters with Liv, which, of course, in the golf world, is going to translate into headlines somehow. If speculation in Miami at the Liv event isn't enough to say, like, oh my god, oh shocking, the Liv people want to spread rumors that. Two of the people that some people view to be sitting on the fence are going to live. I'm so surprised they want to get this out there. I've asked around, uh, as I've done, you know, when the Colin Morikawa rumors came out, when the Jordan Spieth rumors came out, when the John Rahm rumors came out, when all these rumors just keep coming up out of nowhere. I've asked around about this one. I have not found any fire to this smoke. There is, it's truly vape smoke, I think. Somebody, somebody at Live is just vaping and there's no fire underneath it. <laughs> Why it's, are you looking at me when you're saying that? Because you're the vape god. Cotton, cotton candy flavored. Vape smoke. I, there's always uh, kind of a, a supplementary layer to this. Like certain things pros wouldn't be doing this time of year if they were jumping, that they are doing, to make me also think that, one, these two are a package deal, Xander and Cantlay, uh, you know, for one, and I do not think that they are going as of now. Could that change? You know, in, Z in Xander's own words, he has said, like, you know, People, there's everyone's got a number, and if people hit it, and if people and a bunch of people leave, I'm totally paraphrasing that, um, that they could choose to go, but I do not think that there's anything to this at the current moment. I don't know if it's OWGR dependent, but there's nothing I've heard that makes me think this is actually imminent. They're just they're just playing four dimensional chess on you, Sally. They're doing all sorts of off season stuff that they, you know, just just to throw you off the the uh, the uh, scent here. And you so. gotta check. You gotta check the Twitter handles on a lot of this stuff. There's a lot of bad actors out there that are oh. racking up followers. 
the tracker uh, accounts. I've tried to warn people the tracker accounts, the, the you know nuclear golf things of that nature. Nuclear golf, not even as much as like like flushing it and UK golf lover and all these like there's just all this shit. Handicap fifty four is saying a top ten him, player. Give him all some burn here, huh? As 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 like, throwing shitty rumors out there as if they're actually sourced and making clouding the entire golf landscape with this bullshit. And it's this like is super the frustrating. Of evil. It's yeah. super frustrating to like work through and like there's these people have no stake in the game. They have no like uh, you no know standing. credibility to it. So if you if you mess something up, there's nothing to lose, sure. and it just gets circulated out. There. Like John Rahm had to correct one of the live accounts, saying, "I've got it on great authority that John Rahm will be leaving." He's like, "No, that's not true." And it just it's on repeat. It's a new account pops up that does this stuff, and people breathe like don't breathe any air into this shit unless it comes from a credible source. Okay, so it's the it's the bees. It's, the, it's bees. the bees. It's the it's the bees. You can look that one the up bees. if you want That's to. But good call, TC. There's a lot of people out there, and I don't even put ourselves in this in this category. Like the journalists are working really hard to get the breaking news on if people are going. And I promise, these like anonymous Twitter people are not going to be the first ones to find this information. Everyone has a. I just checked some screenshots. I delete a bunch of photos out of my phone uh, after when I'm on the plane. And I checked screenshots that was just like from a few months ago. Of like, I got it on great authority that Morikawa, Xander, Cantlay, and blah, 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 and Stenson are all in the next wave. And I'm like, that was from like several months ago. I'm like, dude, it just never, it just does, it's not, it's not happening. That's my, that's my living. Sally, by the way, you got me doing the same thing on planes sometimes now. I just go through my last week's photos and just clean them out. You know, it's great. Delete Don't screenshots and stuff. Don't need so, them. All. I won't breathe any more, any more vape smoke into this, into these rumors, but. Hatton does I'm seem kinda, to be a live rumor. Well, Hatton, that's Hatton a different is, one. That was yeah. not in the article, and yeah. I don't know anything about Mito or Thomas Peters on that front. I, I don't know enough about that. And you, totally different a source adjacent. You're not reporting this as news, of course, TC, but just hearing things about that. Allegedly, yeah. yeah. And, you know, this would devastate, devastate my European Ryder Cup team, Thomas Peters, leaving. I was going to say, I'm just disappointed there hasn't been an NLU to live rumor circulated. You know, just throw throw it out there, chum the waters. You know what I mean? That would be, it it, it would be about as credible as these. Speaking of, I, I do love after after yeah. ranting about uh, all this news, we we're like, yeah, we're maybe hearing uh, Hatton might be going as well. <laughs> oh, that I like. I've heard that one from some. Yes, credible. I trust you you as uh, yeah. someone that has a a stake in the game here. Uh, I also uh, I do want to. I mentioned it on last week's pod. I do want to. I did my homework on this, and uh, yeah, the. The stuff that the PGA Tour is doing around town with regard to Cam Smith, basically just calling around, like, you know, strong arming people, getting him blackballed from pretty much every course here in Jacksonville is fucking staggering to hear, like, how petty they are. So, are we going to see him up at the Jack's Beach range? Possibly. At, at yes. the Muni, just banging balls off the mats? How, how cool would that be? Yeah. Yeah. Not if we have anything to say about it. That's what we call them. Up. But it's like, yeah, that's just where I get. I'm, I'm like, yo, like this guy's like, you know, he's a low, like he lives here by choice. He's like, all right, cool. So you're going to basically make the guy move because you don't want, you're not cool with him living down the street from the PGA tour. Like that, that just feels like un-American to me or un, just very, very petty and unnecessary. And, you know, just, just so ticky tack. It seems like a weird thing to like risk it on like if, if you are right. worried about your your behavior being interpreted by the law in any way this is a very weird one uh again allegedly uh if this is the case to like actually be to to do it on i i cannot uh 
not on my watch. That that was that's not cool. That's not cool, man. That's not cool if that's. And case. I'm not even going to legend with this one. Like I've got it from first and secondhand sources, so it's uh, yeah. Um, but anyway, and then yeah, actually, guys, this week moved into a new house a few months back. We got a knock on the door this week. It was a guy comes up to the door, and my mom answers the door. They they were they were visiting the franchise and Peg were visiting. Uh, she answers the door. The guy says, "I, I have a gift for you." I was like, oh fuck! Like, what? I thought I was getting served. I thought I was getting served. A, like a, a loss from from Patrick Reed. Yeah, from yeah, Clayman. from Larry Clayman and and P and uh, Lady J. Uh, it turned out to be a drizzly delivery to the people who previously owned the house. Uh, they had not updated their uh, address um, within drizzly, I guess. So somebody else had their their old address, but. Even my mom was like, oh, my God, I thought I thought you were getting served. too." <laughs> Which we are just reporting the facts here. Um, we're not opining on this. That it is uh, Shane Ryan, the New York Post, Fox Sports and the Associated Press, among others. Uh, we're we're also they're being sued for two hundred fifty million dollars in reparations. Uh, and Larry, Larry Clayman claims Shane Ryan must be morbid, morbidly obsessed with a desire to harm Reed and his family. Two books were cited in the documents submitted to American Justice. Slaying the Tiger a year inside the ropes on the new PGA Tour released in 2016 and the cup they couldn't lose, America, the Ryder Cup, and the long road to Whistling Straits uh, on sale since October. Uh, Shane Ryan has only tweeted out that he stands by his reporting 100%. Um, and just, yeah, we're we're not, I, TC keeps tempting it and dangling the bait out there. And we're not getting drawn into this. We're, we're I just always, move on. I always say allegedly, though. I always, I, I, everything is, is, of course, alleged. Uh, we are, we are beyond reproach. That's why I've tried to like lady J I'm on her side, man. I'm, I'm a supporter. <laughs> Final uh, stage of Q school will be on television on Monday. Um, and top 40 and ties from that get a healthy number of starts in the first part of, uh, of the following corn Ferry tour season coming up shortly. So that'll be interesting. <laughs> I won't be able to watch that. At least those of us that are traveling, but, uh, that'll be, that should be great television. Uh, if you're listening to this today on golf channel. Yeah, the top 40 in ties. Weather's supposed to kind of deteriorate here. Chris Goderup, uh, T2 right now. Chase Seifert, T2. Other notables, Bo Hogue, T6. Let's see here. Daniel Summerhays, back at it. Uh, the Medium Tabernacle, T9 right now. Curtis Luck, uh, he had kind of a rough season out there. He's T15. Spencer Levine, T15 right now. He's going to be he back. still using that putter? Hope so. Hope so. I hope not. It did not go well for him when he used it in the PGA Tour event. <laughs> Got it. Isaiah Salinda, uh, really, really good player from Stanford uh, out there. He's he's finally going to get some status, it looks like. Patrick Flavin, Michael Johnson, Rico Hoey, John Augenstein. I don't know. I like this stuff. Willie Mack had a tough second round. He's currently T41, so needs a good one tomorrow. But props to them for uh, for putting this thing on on you know, streaming, it's a good, uh, it's a good product. And actually the landings is a cool spot too. Um, shout out to Ryan Elmore. He's a Dominic country club guy. He's T 57 right now. Hell yeah. Uh, Vince India, Cole hammers T 57 as well. So TC sneaking in one more down the leaderboard is just impressive. So I didn't even see it coming. I don't know how, but I didn't see it. coming. <laughs> There's and also then... a guy that made a 13. Uh, let me see this. One. I think it was this. Let's see. Yeah. Final search of Q school. He, he made a, a non-couple bogey 13, which I didn't, even, I've never heard on couple or non-couple, uh, Chris, uh, or Chris, Chris Alago, 
uh, yeah, he made a, a 13 on a par four. Um, so yeah, that was, it was tough. He, he, he was hitting his ninth tee shot from the tee box and he's still, uh, he shot a 74 with a 13. That's Jesus. incredible. <laughs> so he's T 66 right now. And then the DP world tour has released their 2023 schedule. Any, any surprises on that TC? Yeah, there's a few things going there. It seems like they're trying to get deeper into Asia. Four new tournaments in Asia on the 23 schedule. Singapore Classic uh, in February. Thailand Classic. Those are back-to-back. And then uh, they're going to Japan for the first time. The ISPS Honda Championship, April 20th to 23rd. And they're going to Korea. First time since 2013 as well. Um, it seems like there's there's a uh, uh, there's some sort of you know strategic alliance with... Uh, the Australasia tour, not to be confused with the eight with the live affiliated Asian tour. Um, and then you got the Irish open moving to September Italian open is moving to may, uh, to kind of make room for the Ryder cup there. Um, got a little break in the middle of the summer. And then, uh, yeah, there's some, uh, there's some new, uh, or some kind of the, the start of the season begins November 24th, uh, the Fortinet Australian PGA championship in Brisbane and the Joburg Open in South Africa. So, um, yeah, kind of good Good to see some of the co-sanctioning going on. But really, otherwise, no no huge uh, surprises. They beefed up a few of the prize funds for some of the Rolex events as well. Getting to some of these questions that, that rolled in. Uh, first one here came from Hot Takes Golf. He said, what about Bubba saying he was paid uh, to be uh, on in specific PGA Tour events? I don't know if you guys saw this this week, where Bubba basically was like, I laugh at people that say... I have a problem with the guaranteed payments of live because I was getting paid under the table basically at, at a ton of tons of events do it as if this was news. And I guess maybe it was news to some people, but this is something we've talked about on this podcast for many years in terms of sponsors being able to pay players for doing week of events or signing sponsorship deals that include uh, agreements either. I don't know if they're specifically written in the agreements, but basically look, if you're a Zurich ambassador, you're going to play the Zurich. If you're an RBC ambassador, you're going to play the RBC travelers has been suspiciously weirdly getting the greatest fields in golf for many, many years. I wonder how that was happening. I, I guess I, uh, I, I'm amazed that Bubba thought he was revealing something here. The tour, even the article I saw, the tour even commented on it, saying like, "Yes, all of these things are uh, permitted amongst PGA Tour members." Yeah, it very much like, yeah, yeah, man, like, uh, you know, it's it, it's it. I would say it's a little bit like the insider, like, uh, you know, the Congress people train like trading on stocks. <laughs> like Randy talks about it every week on the Trap Draw, and I'm like, yeah, dude, like it's the scummiest thing ever, but like they're doing it. You know, um, but yeah, I, mean, I don't like, think it's the scummiest, it's not thing scummiest ever. thing ever, but it's like everybody knows it's happening. Yeah, right? for sure. And I, I don't know why it's such a hard line rule on the PGA tour. I'm sure there is a reason why, but I got no problem with European tour events, paying appearance fees. And you know, that that's, that's part of golf. And I guess, I guess, I guess I've come to terms with this a long time ago in terms of the guys are paid to play in certain events. There's a reason why they show up at certain events and it's, it's not necessarily for the purse. You know, some of the some of the international events do this, and basically you go host a dinner and you get five hundred grand for doing it, or go stop in or do a, a tourism video in Hawaii. I'm I'm just citing random examples. I don't know this to be the case, but if you are showing, uh, you know, turning up to do something like that and supporting the event, you're likely getting an appearance fee of some kind. Which at the end of the day, it's like you know, I get it from the tourist perspective. They don't want to, they don't want 
title sponsors to feel like they're being held hostage for more yeah. above and beyond what they're paying. But also at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's also a market driven economy. And if you have sponsors that are willing to spend more money with your organization or, or kind of a way to funnel money to some of the top players too, you know, yeah. Chad Hartley, what are you hearing about the Netflix product? I mean, I would just say they couldn't have picked a better year. <laughs> I, I'm not hearing that. I just know that. <laughs> <laughs> I have heard uh, nothing but good things. I think they, you know, you set out to make something like this and you're probably looking for ways to make golf seem really interesting over eight episodes. It seemed like a reality TV show. <laughs> what I've heard is, yeah, they're probably struggling to trim it down into eight episodes and probably had to shift exactly what this thing was. Again, it was never a PGA Tour thing it was going to cover all the major championships uh which is going to be like this season in golf and i understand that they have been filming still with all the, the players that were on that list that have left for live i think they are still going 100 percent with that entire list if i if i've heard correctly and i mean obviously i'm excited to see it i think we'll probably dedicate a fair amount of the podcast space when it does come out to uh to covering that and breaking it down and and uh i think it's going to be a, a exciting look into the golf world in some way there's a lot of characters in golf that um it just hasn't been captured in the way that they're likely capturing it i have not seen a single ounce of film from it or uh know anything other than, than what i'm hearing but i cannot i cannot imagine it will be bad i'd be stunned if they could make this into a, uh, a product that would not be watchable do you have a date i like, think it's january january i think that's sweet i think that's right props to them for not you know for getting this done without having the tour you know, have kind of the poison pill discretion of, hey, we can spike this storyline, this storyline, and this storyline. Like, it, if it's truly unencumbered and a true look at what this season was like, not just a bunch of, it's not like the cut on Golf Channel uh, that's like PGA Tour Productions that's just like, and then Cameron Champ went to a charity golf outing this week and played with, you know, 60 uh, kids it's like no like this is you know like this is what happened at the third round at the u.s open and how you know matt fitzpatrick you know reacted to that right like yeah. it's very much a, a real look at things i think yeah it's, that's only good for the game right yep it might be a good like hopefully it's a success and a lesson to like how exciting golf can be when it's post-produced and there isn't a massive commercial load. Like, can could the PGA? They should be doing more of this, but like, almost re, re like a year in review stuff that isn't just uh, vanilla. I guess is is you know when when it's just golf shot after golf shot. Like, it's kind of like when we do the holiday medley pods, and it's just like one after the next. You're like, man, those are I love those every year. So, and I would say, be prepared as a golf fan probably to have some stuff in there that would drive you nuts in some way. Like all the the hardcore racing fans don't love drive to survive because some stuff gets manufactured or you know build up for like be prepared for that that's that's part of like storytelling on television not everything is going to be a million percent real i don't think but i think it it'll probably be a good product i'm excited to see it i love this question from will hardy who were you most wrong about for better or worse who was better worse a better guy worse guy from when you started doing this who has surprised you basically like i'm, I'm interpreting his question as who did you have a somewhat weird, a bad or good impression that ended up being completely opposite uh, of how you eventually felt once you got to know that person? Got to know them or just play? Got, got to hear them talk or yeah. Uh, so it Rom. sounds like this is more personality based. John, right? I would think so. John yeah, Rom. Okay. 
a thousand percent, especially after the pod you did with him. I think I've said that on this this pod before, but I, you know, I it never bothered me that he was fiery and stuff, but I never, um, I never really considered him uh, as thoughtful as he is and as uh, like candid and sincere and like very different off the course. And I just have come to really uh, like appreciate him as like a rising, almost like rising to his stature in the game and and. Uh, I don't know. I like him. I guess that's what I'm getting at. And I didn't like him at first, and I didn't think he was like. I didn't think there was a lot there. Uh, and I just I've said I've shouted that before, but I just want to give him credit for his uh, grasp of the English language, and he's got a better vocabulary than I do. So that always blows me away. You know what came to mind for me was I the impress the only impression I had of this guy ever for the you know few years before I met him. Jason Bone was just the most stereotypical, like would never need to hear that guy talk or tell a story or just totally irrelevant PGA Tour player that but see his name on a leaderboard. You're just immediately t- like, I don't need to watch this. Like, that's boring. Jason Bone to like one of the greatest storytellers, one of the best people to be around, one of the true entertainers in the game of golf. He's got a great future in commentary. He could tell a golf story. He could tell a funny story. He could tell a, a uh, you know, a not suitable for work story. He was just like the dude that was kind of like opened my eyes to like, hey, they maybe just don't judge a guy based on, solely off of his personality on a television broadcast when you're not actually getting to know him. Like a lot of the, you never know what you're going to get with some of these guys, and uh, it's it's been interesting kind of being surprised by some people that you just would never have given a second thought if you didn't have a chance to do what we get to do. I would say Stallings is probably up there on that. Like yeah. I didn't really know him or know of him. Like I knew, actually I knew of him and. I never really interacted with him, and then we played with him over at Sea Island a few years ago, and I've just kind of kept in touch, you know, since then. And he's just, yeah, he's a thoughtful. He's not everybody's cup of tea. He's super intense, and like, you know, but he's just, yeah, he's just like he very much believes in himself. And at this point, I believe in him too because he puts in the work, and he he works really freaking hard, and he's and he's a pleasure to be around off the course too. I'd like to call out three fake outs that we've seen, as in people that. Definitely did not like on the way up and started to talk myself into in some way only to have been confirmed that they are uh, exactly who we thought they were. Can you guess who any of those might be? Team Rose? No, not, but Rose is excluded there. Okay. Bubba Watson uh, was kind of like on a really like on his way from flipping the script on uh, on just his whole personality yeah. and then just did the whole lift not even he's a he's the live mascot like he totally a enormous hypocrite for all the things he claims to have believed in like he is exactly who we thought he was uh kevin nah yeah he's was, still was yeah not, uh, you can throw that one in there because too. with the slow play stuff and then yeah. he flipped the script on that and it was like oh man you know yeah. putting together a career and then kind of just yeah smell you i up. would just say paul casey is on that list as well in terms of like yeah when he was like no oh, i can't go play in saudi arabia like that, that would make me a hypocrite and then he's like, no, no, I'm only gonna play for the Saudis. That's a pretty, that's a pretty uh well, it's just, like even I don't know, just setting all that stuff aside. I'm just like I've I've always just been like good on Paul Casey. Yeah. And then like, you know, you're around him and super nice, and it just seems like he's like smiling while he calls you motherfucker under his breath. You he's know? got it, Paul Casey. This is and from a distance, never met him. Right? He he does give me David Sims from Tim Cup vibes. Yeah. You know, like probably not nice to dogs, old people, and kids. <laughs> And last one is Sergio. I feel like we kind of talk, talked ourselves into Sergio when he won the Masters and was like, yeah, he's he's grown, he's gone past his petulant phase only to like have been at all been confirmed, especially this year where he 
you know, shouts at the rules official. I cannot wait to be done with this tour. And we told the European tour players, you guys are fucked. This tour is shit. Uh, before, he, <laughs> before uh, you know, at the, I think that was at the BMW. He did that uh, when all the, the live stuff was going down. So just a couple fake outs in there. We tried, we tried to come around on a few guys only to been like, yeah, I should trust our instincts on that one. Mr. Seesaw. We got a lot of questions like this one, but uh, some F1 chatter would be nice. I finally dove in this year just in time for you lads to stop talking about it. I'm sorry, Mr. Seasword. I just can't. It's well, a lot, lot cooking this year in golf. I was going to say, we started talking about F1 on this pod because golf was pretty boring. And there was an undercurrent going on in terms of a total shift in golf and how the Formula One model worked was a blueprint for that. And, so, and the reason why we kept discussing it was like, Look how interesting it can be to follow the teams, follow the offseason drama, you know, to see how that sport worked where there's an individual contest going on and a team contest going on at the same time. This was all pretty much in line with the PGL, with who came up with Liv's format that was stolen. That was kind of at least the window into it to be like, can you start picturing the golf world working this way? At least that was my in insight into understanding how this these breakaway leagues were going to potentially work. Super interesting. It was driven by Netflix and all that. Just literally haven't had time to watch it this year. Like it is not lined up with my schedule. It's been a rather boring season from what I've gathered. I still follow them on on Twitter, and I still, you know, when I'm able to watch an event, I do. But we have not had time on this podcast. We've been doing like two hours on like fall events because of all the shit going on in the golf world. There's not been a ton of time to add on a ton of F1 talk. Yeah, I've watched probably five races this year. Uh, the thing that pissed me off was like the fact that Red Bulls blatantly breaking the rules as far as this like the the spending cap and like nothing happens like there's no there's no accountability whatsoever well i think there is going to be something happening in terms of i think zach brown wrote in to say like well they however much they went over by that's what their next year's budget should be cut by um so they're operating it under neiman tighter one next year and if they break it again it i don't know they're gonna figure something it's out just, there's gonna be a way to punch it feels i don't like understand a it slap on the wrist though too you know, I, I don't know. Also, it's if you're just... going to impose that that spending cap, you you would have thought they would have, you know, f formatted some punishments. Ahead. Thought that through. <laughs> like, like, yeah. That seems like a, a massive change you're about it's to like make. Very it... easy to address, yeah, actually. Exactly. Well, also too, it just I don't know. Maybe it's just the way that the new car. Like maybe I had too much hope for the new cars as well. It seems like it's almost taken even more of the excitement out of it as far as passing and like the aerodynamics and the new cars seem like they're substantially harder to pass and you know there's just not as much uh racing going on well verstappen won the championship and red yeah. bull won the championship with plenty of time to spare and it just wasn't this, nearly the same excitement level as the prior we just year, we just need to go back to the outer ring at uh was it the outer ring or the inner ring at bahrain that was like the best the race of one. all time it yeah. was awesome um, maybe in next year, if things calm down, we'll get, you know, maybe more invested in the next season, but it's not, there's no, uh, there, there's no foul play here. Some people are accusing us of, oh, they found out the Saudis funded. So now they don't talk <laughs> about it or watch it. Like now we're very much aware that the Aramco event, uh, was, was, and the event in Saudi Arabia, I was very much aware of what was going on there while watching that. So. I, 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 like I'm almost more upset that liberty media owns them than the saudis uh who's owned the braves for a long time and kind of bled them dry for a decade there before they finally started spending money again uh no i think it's like it's fun to track I, yeah i just haven't had that much time to watch it this year um and like i still really want to go to a race 
you know, it's just, and I think it's, it sounds like there's going to be an American team too, right? I, I'm not as up. I've, I've stopped listening to the podcast. I just, I can't keep up with it. It's just too much, too much going on right now. So uh, last one, TC, why don't you give us uh, I forget who sent this question in, but ask for a, an update on how our young hitters, what, what our young hitters are up to. Uh, if you're unfamiliar, we have a program called the young hitters program where we uh, sponsor several up, up and coming uh, male and female players in their journey in professional golf. Uh, it's it's taken on many different iterations over the over the years. But TC, give us an update. Yeah, uh, starting on the on, on the ladies' side because I think that's been no offense to the men, but that's been truly the highlight. I think for us has been getting you no know, Madeline and Lauren and Caribbean and Jillian, um, Madeline Sagstrom, Lauren Coglin, yeah. Caribbean Abe, and Jillian Hollis are their full names. Um, so they were they. Uh, Starting with Lauren, uh, Lauren is currently 79th in the uh, CME Globe standings on the LPGA. Uh, she's got uh, Pelican this week. She could finish a Pelican. Very good finish at Pelican. We get her into the Tour Championship. And I think if she gets top 70, she gets into Chevron next year, which is a, which is a big, big uh, spot in the in the spring. But for the first time ever, she kind of has her card locked up going into the end of the year here and is kind of playing offense versus, you know, trying to scramble and, and, you know, make, you know, get a top 30 at the end of the year to sneak in and, and then worry about her status and what, what tournament she gets into next year. Like she's going to get into pretty much everything she wants to get into outside of maybe a couple of the majors next year. So Lauren, excellent season. I think, you know, sky's the limit there. Uh, LeCarabe and Jillian are both in, uh, Jillian won this year on the Symmetra or the, now the Epson tour went out in Idaho. Uh, she finished 13th, I think the Epson tour standings top 10 get LPGA status. So she is in final stage of Q school trying to, you know, kind of, and she, she, she Monday'd into a few tournaments on the LPGA as well. I was talking to her about it this weekend. She was down in Jack's for our NIT event. And, you know, going back to what you were saying earlier, Sally, of just like, not only with Lingmurth of like, you know, when is it time to, to hang it up or it's also, when is it time to buckle down and only play the tour, the tour that you're on? Like, you know, if you Monday into an LPGA event and it's a big purse and, you know, 10 times out of 10, you want to go play that event, but is that the, like, you know, are you stuck in no man's land? Is that the right thing to do? And so she, we were, we had a, candid conversation about that and i don't think there's a right answer but she's like honestly i wish i would have just buckled down and like you know gone and played more epson tour events so you know i gave it because i think she missed it by a few a few grand and then la Caribbean, she's in final stage this week as well i think final stage is i think i think it's over in venice florida or she's in second stage this week and then uh but yeah anyway and then madeline had a good season as she's been doing here of late and seriously she's you know just smooth sailing going into next year and on the men's side we've got uh justin huber he uh narrowly missed i think he missed it by a stroke one shot yeah getting to advancing from second stage to final stage so he's kind of you know figuring out what he wants to do next he's actually on the call tomorrow on uh the streaming uh for right. call. but you know i think he's i think he feels good he's it sounds like his he had hip surgery and he was coming back from that. And then his, um, I don't know. I'm not ready to write Justin off yet. I think he's, no, no, I think no. he's got plenty of good golf left in and probably his best golf's ahead of him. It seems, it seems like he's pain free for the first time in a long time. And, uh, Andrew Ollie he played on Latin America this year. Uh, he had, what was it 
seven birdies and an eagle out of Jack's Beach the other day in the wind, which I did not to, see to win there. the to win the the hitters fight the uh, all all of them play so that only one of them can qualify for the championship <laughs> fight. It's it's a it's a battle royale between the professionals and some of some yeah. of the better golfers in the nest. It seems like he's he's in the process of kind of raising his floor a little bit, um, and I think he'll be out back out next year on latin america and then uh we've got cam riley on the apga tour he's i think he finished sixth a couple weeks ago down in houston uh he's just trying to make some progress down there and then we've got justin lauer who's uh maybe graduating out of the young uh, he was in the as top, far as top, comcast business top 10 i know are that's you kidding me? are you kidding me like at some, at some point you're just a hitter you're not yeah. even you're not young <laughs> you're yeah, just yeah. A hitter. we're not young yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's you know he he kept his card uh, after his rookie year, and he's off to the races and uh, well ahead of where he was at this point last year. And I think he's he's he should sniff around for if not a win, definitely a top top three this year on the PGA Tour, and and well on his way to keeping his card. Love it. Well, to all the sickos out there that go an hour and a half with us after well, the Mayakoba, th if they're still around, I'd like to a couple house sure. updates. Uh, we got a big, we're, you know, guys, it's holiday season, and we've decided <laughs> we're going to kick off the, uh, you know, holiday promo, Black Friday, Cyber Monday. As much as it pains me to do it before the holiday actually starts, uh, this Thursday or Friday, we'll update on Twitter. Uh, the NLU Black Friday stuff will be live to newsletter subscribers. So newsletter.nolayingup.com, if you're not an email newsletter subscriber, that is where you will see these promos. There will be one promo to rule them all for non-Nest members and one promo for Nest members. Keeping it simple this year. So, and the reason being, we have a ton of stuff going live this week uh, that we're really excited about and uh, some new stuff coming in next week and the week after. So the promo, you can use it more than once. So we just didn't want people to uh, worry. Like, you know, sometimes we have inventory, limited inventory. So if you see something you like, scoop it. And then you can come back if you see something else you like later on uh, and use the uh, promo code again. Um, but, yeah, that's newsletter.nolangup.com uh, if you want to get in on the holiday sweepstakes. TC, you got anything else? I saw a bunch of Christmas commercials today, and, you know, I'm thinking, all right, like, are you now, are, like, are we part of the problem? Well, but I get no, the reasoning, I get the logic, I get the rationale. I thought a lot about this last week, and I just think it, it simplifies it for us, too. We're a small team, and I don't want – like all the, the crunch on the warehouse and the crunch on customer support and returns and stuff. It, Choke it, points. Too, yeah. You yeah. just want to kind of, you know, if people are shopping, like I don't want to fight consumer behavior. I will, what I will not do is turn, you know, it into like black late October and cyber early November. Right. So I think if we get to the 10th, 11th of November, I think we're, we're kind of in the ballpark there. Um, you know, I don't feel quite as bad about, launching the deals early and they will just be to the newsletter for a week and nest members. And then we will start rolling it out to the wider NLU community on social media. Uh, Newsletter is free to sign up for. Sign yeah. Up for it's it. very free to sign Come up on. for, but you know, you got to kind of, you know, you got to work a little bit. Like we, we would like to be uh, in touch with you. And I will say what's read the newsletter address again, newsletter.nolangup.com. Another great place for these updates is uh, NLU pro shop on Twitter. 
and we'll probably retweet some of those. But and the, and uh, I think the newsletter, like you don't just you're not just trying to sell people stuff. Like we've got some pithy thoughts in there from time to time. No, we've got we do a we do two a month. We do a yeah. merch one, and this time of year it's a lot a little bit more merch, but merch one and a content one where it's kind of a you know a lot of times a what's burning at the Kill House Roundtable. You in know, case content, you missed it, pictures of the month, just whatever's on my mind. You know, it's handcrafted by the czar. So uh, would love for you to subscribe. And if you do, you're going to get some deals. So how about that? And speaking of content, uh, we've got Taurus Sauce Season 8, Episode 3, releasing this week at 9 p.m. Uh, Eastern on Wednesday night. Uh, we go to Visby. We take the ferry out to Gotland, the Isle of the Got, like the Gottening. Yeah, don't uh, get got. Yeah, which I think we were all pretty pretty blown away by the course. A uh, little little bit of controversy around the sixth hole, which which you know we can save for the save for the episode. And then uh, Neil, I just want to give another shout out to the, the downrange episode that that uh, you and Cody did here recently. It was excellent. Uh, I appreciate that. He put me in the interrogation booth, and I, I said he didn't even interrogate you that hard. You just started singing like crazy. Well, no, he kind of caught me on like a Thursday. You know, I've been grinding, so it just was like a total therapy vent session, which is how those that's how those guys get them. You know, they they act like if you're a friend and you just start, I can share anything with this guy. He hit me over the head many, many times. Yeah, and hammer. all of a sudden it's I had like, to give him oh, my gun. Man, I just I just admitted to everything. Uh check that out in the the downrange podcast hosted by our guy Cody. Uh, you can find that wherever you get your podcasts. So all right, we are uh, we're on the West Coast time. It's time for us to get some dinner and TC. It's probably bedtime for you based on your allergies. So thank you everyone uh, for for tuning in uh, this past week to this episode. We'll be back next week as well, and we'll, we'll see you then. Cheers. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. Johnny, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most!